On this episode of Enter the Lab, we have a special guest, Courtney Fallon, where we discuss uh, her background uh, on the rise in the, the sports media. We also talk about some uh, early season football takes, some contract news, uh, and we do a little uh, predictions, as well as the NBA, which she uh, specializes in now. Uh, but we're excited to have her be a first-time guest and hopefully uh, multi-time over uh, the next several uh, months here as we get into the NBA and football season. As always, just because we had a guest on, don't mean shit changes. Officially, unofficially, brought to you by, you already know, none other than BR Boys in the building, Billionaire's Row. <laughs> we everywhere, dog. <laughs> we everywhere. I, I, I heard we might have some new stuff cooking up. I, I don't even know. I don't even know to the grapevine, but as of right now, we're in Tootsie's. We're at the Riz Carlton. We're in New York. Hard Rock in New York. Partying with Concrete Floyd Mayweather. Jungle. Money Money May. Yeah. Boys out there. Speaking of. Let me check the DMs. We might have to sign a contract soon. Yeah. BRB. BR boys. Let's go. Let's drop it. You have now entered the lab with Elvis Escobar for Sama, episode 34. Uh, we've been talking about this guest for several weeks. We wanted to make sure we had it locked down. Uh, and, you know, we didn't want to um, overpromise and underdeliver. So we made sure she was available uh, today to record episode 34, right before the football season, preseason gets started. And obviously, uh, a couple months ahead of uh, NBA basketball. But this is somebody that we've been following for the last few months. We have a mutual connection with uh, Steve Armato. So we've been listening to her podcast and, and, and enjoying all of her content. She's somebody that, out of everybody we've had on the podcast, uh, she has the most media uh, credibility and experience. So I'm very excited about talking Probably to her. I know. The most energy, too. And the most energy, absolutely, <laughs> out sure. of everybody. So. Sure. I might get matched on this episode by her, <laughs> which uh, I think the listeners for us are probably sick of my energy. Uh, so without further ado, Courtney Fallon, enter the lab. Oh, thank you. What a, what a grand entrance that was. I always, I always give some of my guests really good um, introductions, but that was great. It's always good to have that, that favor return. Absolutely. Yeah. Ray, Ray's really good at intros. Like, I try. You know, whenever we have guests on, that's usually like the first thing they say. They'll be like, "Man, that was like top-notch intro. Like one of the better ones I've had." So, like, if I ever need someone to like introduce me to like any kind of show or whatnot, I'm having Ray. <laughs> like, the the key Ray's is no the key is no preparation. It's just all ad lib and freestyle. <laughs> it's all ad lib, freestyle, wine, caffeine, and maybe like a little Adderall sprinkled in. Sometimes hey, like, why? Ew, I that's. <laughs> You just described my daily meal. Maybe, you know, mix in a water in there somewhere, and that's me in a concoction. Just a little bit. I had to drive up 50 50 blocks to go get my Dunkin' Donuts. Just uh, like, can you guys record at 830? Absolutely. Fucking Dunkin' Donuts. I need to to embrace that in my veins. No, but it's good to be here. You guys are great. 
I'm so happy to enter the lab. I'm always very, very impressed by all the marketing that you guys do. I love the background. I love the uh, the time coding and everything when you when you script through. You know what? I used to have a producer, like a full time producer, because I do all all my shit myself. Um, you know, and then I'll go a little extra when Steve Armado comes on the podcast, so like I can make Ooh. sure that I post the video. If I don't, <laughs> then my podcast sucks. You know, yeah, like, I, I, I listened to that he's episode like, at the gym. Yeah, he's like, does your podcast have a rundown? No, then you can just quit. Um, but yeah, no, I'm always very impressed by uh, by everything, and I'm sorry I have a uh, a bland white background. No, we love it. Well, just to let you know, you know, I'm I'm willing to do some pro bono work if you uh, if you need some you know help here and there. I got a lot of time on my hands as a Fort knows. So if you need some, you know, a junior ex executive producer on standby, let me know. Over over qualification, I think. And I'm and I'm willing. Yeah, I'm willing to earn that for you. So tryout period. You know, maybe a three month, you know, for free type of situation. But we'll we could talk off air. Yeah, yeah yeah you know what it's funny well my producer john from scranton he is coming down he works for damon wayans of all people uh, i've been asking Love him. Nice. legend damon wayans on my on my podcast and he's finally <laughs> coming down and doing like five comedy shows in dania beach so i'm letting him like oh yeah i've seen that yeah i'm letting him sleep in my bed so i'm like <laughs> you know, I, I, i'm paid in in money liquor and um get damon wayans on my show but while he's yeah. down here, you better believe that I'm gonna abuse him for a uh, an in-person video shoot that I like. I've been like dying to do. I want to have the pot, the Pouncy Brothers, to talk some. Mm, those are good more. guests too. Yeah, the Pouncy Brothers are, are very good friends of mine. So I I wanna I wanna finally do it. I wanna finally do it. It's an in-person <laughs> Get that Florida oh. connection going. Oh yeah, no, I've I've got I've got tons I got tons of guests, but. You know, it's just a matter of having hands on deck. So I might yeah. use you this hey. week, possibly. Hey. You know, zero zero dollars. You're all mine. <laughs> I'm all yours. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, that's not sexual. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Usually, it takes forty minutes to get into that type of content on this say, podcast. You can do whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, we're we're only five minutes in, and we're already comfortable with each other. I like it. Let's go. All right. So. You know, before we get into sports and, uh, you know, covering, like I said, uh, some basketball and some football, let's kind of get to know you. Obviously, I have a <laughs> – I didn't send you the – I sent you the little uh, pre-sheet of what we have, but then I didn't send you. I basically have a biography profile on you. <laughs> I have, like, where you're from, born and raised, what sport teams, but obviously I know it, but let let our people know kind of your little background. Um. All right, born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts, just in the suburbs. Um, you know, really came of age, I would say, when the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2001. That was a freshman in high school. Um, I knew it as soon as Mo Lewis hit Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady mm. came in. I mean, my brothers, so back then, my brother was a very big. He was a big Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, Bell Bledsoe. And I was like, no, this Brady guy's really special. I think they're going to go all the way. I was like, one of those first times I really believed. And when they kicked it through the uprights in St. Louis, I was like, <gasps> or New Orleans, sorry, against St. Louis, I was like, I just, I can't believe, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm hooked, I'm a, I'm a life. So then I was like, what other sport can I follow? Oh, let me go follow the Celtics basketball, and then you know, and Jerry Remy and Don Arcillo, who now is the play-by-play guy for the Padres, we lost him to San Diego, but I mean, who wouldn't want to move to warmer weather wow. like I did here? Yeah, so perfect. He's now the uh, play-by-play guy for the Padres, and 
I, I learned baseball through them and became a baseball blogger. I would call into sports radio, all that jazz. So um, that's more or less the background. I knew what I wanted to do when I was 16 years old. Everyone remembers me. Oh, wow. I'm going to be on ESPN one day. And it's uh, as one of my childhood friends says, it's the biggest I told you so of all time. So, you know, awesome. here I am. Didn't didn't stop. Um, you know, throughout my career, really like made my career down here in South Florida 10 years ago. I got the job. I was the weekend sports anchor at NBC six with Joe Rose, legendary voice of the Miami Dolphins and WQAM. And, you know, it was me and him and man, that was a wild ride, but people down here, what I really appreciate, uh, is that the people in South Florida, they love their local news people. They love and cherish and they appreciate them just as much, if not more than they did in Boston. I mean, I always thought, oh, you know, they, they idolize all the sports people, but they really pay attention. They really, really love their local news personality. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a great spotlight to be in. Um, a lot of a lot of national stories came to the forefront while I was down here, Richie Incognito, Jonathan Martin scandal. And, you know, I was like Ooh. deep in, in that because I was extremely close with Richie. So it was like everything that I said came out, it was true. And they were like, wow, who's this girl? So got that. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I before you knew it, I, I, I auditioned at NFL Network when I was 26. I'm 35 now. So that was almost nine years ago. Started to go down that road. I really, really, that was just my dream, dream job. Um, started working for CBS Sports Network, doing sidelines for um, college football and eventually made it on NFL Network, did a bunch of drafts for them, worked for them for about a year and a half, and then um, moved on to greener pastures or, you know, just freelance life. <laughs> Not by choice. Have more uh, control, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah, the freelance life is great. No, I, I <laughs> highly, highly recommend. Stay at your full-time job forever, please. Um, but it's, you know, it's, 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 been, a, it's been a great ride. Um, NFL Network, I did some stuff for ESPN uh, two summers ago, last summer of Major League Lacrosse. Now it's the Premier League. Basically, that league folded right after that 20th anniversary season, but I did the sidelines for them uh, during the pandemic. It was one of the first seven quarters during the pandemic. That was really weird. It was like, how do I wear this mask? What is this mask? How do we, <laughs> how do, we how talk do, we with do an interview? I had this girl, like, she was jealous because um, – her boyfriend was flirting with me in like the post game interview. I didn't even realize. And like, yeah. they were literally, I went on this, her friend's Instagram. They were making fun of me for like having my mask around my chin. Cause I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> one of those, huh? And I think there was maybe one major league. <laughs> oh God. I, if I could, oh, oh, if I had a burn book for this chick, <laughs> I really, I really hate her. But like, it was like her, it was like when you, when your friend chains up, then, you know, you know, like when your friend starts like being like, oh, I'm sorry, that's not. And you took like the ugliest picture of me. Damn. <laughs> um, but that was interesting. Yeah. Um, first experiments with COVID and then COVID took all the jobs away. So I wasn't able to do any like college football stuff for them that fall. But, you know, it's just a number of different guns, sports betting, podcasts. I was on EEI. So um just a bunch of i've just worn a bunch of different hats but my advice to people is like listen you got to do that you know if, if there's anything that you can do is you gotta you gotta make sure that you gotta you gotta be a swiss army knife interchangeable and do everything possible to get get you know some work in front of the camera and then finally this last 
fall almost a year ago i just said fuck it and i was like <laughs> i hate nfl and you guys are all you know very nitpicky about jobs mm-hmm. and all that stuff i said you know what fuck you i'm gonna go switch leagues and gonna go take on the nba and dominate just as well as i have in the nfl so you know as, as nas said like you know destroy and rebuild mm. yeah nice. Nice. queensbridge still matting is that from there <laughs> Destroy and rebuild. Yeah, I think that was from Stillmatic. I, apparently, I'm really good. I was on another podcast. I was really good at, uh, you know, like running, running lap quotes. I was, you know, I was talking about the heat. That's I was a good like, quality oh, to have. Is, you know, that like, is a great quality to have. Jay Z says we're here for a long time. No, we're here for a good time, not a long. Not time. a long time. That's great. That's great. That's great yeah, I was like, I think I quoted like three. If you're gonna rap, if you're gonna um, quote two rappers, Jay Z and Nas is a great start. If you could have a foundation of constant quotes from them, you uh, you get a check in my book every single time. Uh, yeah, we'll just start going through. Like Ether was the greatest, um, you know, uh, rap battle, like diss track of all time. Yeah, I, I, that was. I think uh, I saw someone was saying something. It was another one, but I, <clears throat> I was like, how is Ether not like top three? Oh, yeah, for sure. In my opinion, I mean, that was the greatest real uh, rap beef of all time. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Fort. Now they're, now, they're, now they're just chill, you know? Yeah. Bro, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm just saying, like, they stole some records. All right, bro. All right, beef over. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> became a We're too grown already for this. Let's yeah. move on. That's what they said. <laughs> all right, Sam, what were you going to say? No, you get. I was just going to go, like, kind of back into sports, how you were describing, you know, you were saying, like, all the positive stuff that you were going through and everything sounds great, but like, what were some of the hardships and like at any kind of moments where you like, is this really what I want to do? Like, I know you, you had that passion since you were young, but like kind of like talk a little bit about that just so everyone knows, like, it's not all like easy and it just Mm -hmm. comes to you. Yeah. I mean, you, you tend to, when you have a a big network name, you tend to wear rose colored glasses and everything, but it's, um, I, I gotta say there were, there were a lot of times that I would struggle. They would be, um, times where I had an agent who I wound up firing, but, um, I was really struggling. They were sending me all over the country. And I mean like three different cities in a week for NFL network. They really gave me the Aditi King ball. It's really Mm. Her first year, they sent her to 18 different camps. They sent me to 14. Wow. So it was basically like, wake up. You got to go um, go cover a new Thursday night football, like two brand new teams. Usually people have a beat and they build relationships and all that. It was like, nope, we're just going to throw you like right into a brand new. So I wound up having to write a lot of scripts. You know, I, I would catch my breath and then I'd have to study two new, uh, basically 104 players, starters, schemes, coaches, matchups, like uh, you go into a locker room with people that I've never met before. So it was, it was really difficult. And not only that, I mean, I don't know how many 28 year old kids have their other credit in line. You know, my credit wasn't so great. So, you know, I might, I might have oopsied a credit card and I wasn't able to limit on all that stuff. So all good. You know, I, I was borrowing against my rent. I was borrowing. And I, I just was like, someone please throw me 1500 bucks at the network. I was like, please, like, like I'm literally checking in to a hotel and checking out. I had to float like three thousand dollars in expenses a week, and I was like, "Can someone? Jeez. Can someone please like help sure. me out?" Right. And instead of them helping me out, they were like, "My agent's like, oh, I got a call from uh, 
someone and they said they wanted they they were asking about your job and they said that it might be available at the end of the season because uh they're not really so happy with how you're i was like how is that <laughs> what i'm doing now yeah. Like, yeah you know like not only that but uh, someone having financial financial security is everything i mean mm -hmm. i got the happiest i was was this time last year i was I was doing some freelance stuff for a sports book and man, they were paying me lots of money. I was swimming in money and I was Ooh. like, this is great. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know, like I, you know, I, I can, I can get this and I can fix yeah. my hair and <laughs> the priorities in life, hair, yeah, nails, you know, you know like, all that I stuff. Was just able to live and be happy. And like, yeah. And that's yeah, the big thing. That's the toughest part about being a freelancer is that like, Financial security is everything, and there mm. is no financial security in this business, especially when you're contracted every six months. I mean, I don't give a shit who you are. You have to, I, uh, if you're, um, I don't know, like any big name, everyone looks at me and they're like, oh, Courtney, you're going to land on your feet. You're so <laughs> great. You're so talented. Well, I don't, it's not helping me get a job right now. Yeah, right. Those are nice words, but that don't pay yeah, the bills. Like, oh, this, that's why I literally left the, I literally, I was like, I'm tired of football because I'm sure. this girl that like, oh, everyone loves and respects me. You know, I am one of Bill Belichick's favorite reporters and, you know, I have this Ooh. rapport with all wow, the Yeah, oh, that's a great honor. <laughs> Being a favorite of anything of his is a great honor. He, he, Absolutely. He and I, yeah, he loves me. Um, I will say that, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and having the respect of that locker room and being friends with various different GMs, it doesn't matter. Like, they're still not going to give you a job. And I finally was just like, literally, I let's let's destroy and rebuild. Let's try to to do this with another entity, another league. But, another you know, yeah. I, mean, I kind of got off topic of what you were saying. But the, har no, I mean, love it. the hardest, the hardest thing, I think, was that in between stages, if it, you'd have a really good week and then I and then I'd have a letdown week. And then it was like the ideas came creeping in my head like, Oh my God, are they going to let me go? You know, they're kind of like, they're just not really talking to me so much. Oh, they're not really mm. giving so much feedback. Have they given up on me? Um, oh, like I'm going to go out there and, you know, and I'll, you know, but then you get the second wind and then I'm the sideline reporter for when they beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. But I had to nice. earn that. And they were like, this was the best, you know, the best, the best day that you've had on our network for us. But then they don't call me for like three weeks. Mm. Four weeks and it's off season and i'm not doing any it just it's like that boyfriend that keeps telling you you're doing great and I, and we're good but then never hits you up when you want them to trust me it's a um it's a constant roller coaster yeah and it's not um it's a tough business for sure highs and there's there's real highs and then there's real lows and um it's not easy it's not easy i you know i i can't I can't deny the fact that I've had to, my family were in the restaurant business, but I've, I always said, I said, the day that I never have to wait tables ever again, <laughs> the happiest day of my life. And yeah, restaurant uh, business you know, is not easy. April, 2021, like I'm waiting tables again for a restaurant, you know, like before I, yeah. had, I had to just get back on my feet, granted then, you know, that that big cash money job. Yeah. Well, know? that says a lot about you though, that you're, you're willing. I mean, I've been in si similar situations where sometimes it doesn't go plan. A don't work plan B. It's like, all right, plan C. I didn't think I had to open that one, but I'm going to have to go backwards a couple steps just to go forward. And that says a lot about you. Yeah. Before um, that paycheck came. No. Or, well, I mean, it, temporary it helps, <laughs> it helps when your father's a Marine. So, you know, I, okay. Uh, 
That's a solid, uh, tough upbringing right there. For sure, hundred percent. He was loving, but he's also <laughs> he's also has a has a wicked tongue, and he can you know be very hard. But for sure, um, you know it's 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 always a tough love. It's always a tough lesson because you know it's that's how you just gotta. That's how you gotta grind. That's how you gotta grind. That's how I was raised. It doesn't matter how much money my family has or you know continues to support me. It's I'm on my own. So yeah, love it. That's the bottom line. My last uh, last question before we kind of get into you know Some take a step away from you, but I'll say that again. Get into the importance of no, I said some sports. Stuff. Oh, sports, yeah. sports. Uh, no, well, we, this is why we wanted at least to devote at least 10 15 minutes because, um, you know, our listeners always hear about our personal lives and you know, little by little. And it's great when we have a somebody on to get to know them because we're learning in, in real time, just like our listeners are. And, um, I'm from New York originally, came down here to South Florida. I uh, live in Pompano now, and it was through a business, yeah. through a business, and it was an opportunity when I was 25, 26, and, yeah. uh, you know, life, you know, kind of, you know, kind of like yours, where it didn't go my way, but somehow, you know, seven years later, I've been here, and it's worked out for the best, and financial freedom, and yeah. uh, I'm, a, I'm able to devout a lot of time to this podcast, and some other passions that I have, because I have that financial freedom for it, uh, I don't want to speak for him too much, but he's from South Florida, born and raised, and he's in, uh, I was you born know, in Cuba. Born in Cuba, you're right. Yeah, I was born in Cuba. I forget about that. Oh, I did see that she did study Spanish in college. Oh, yeah. LinkedIn my helped. Mom told me, my mom told me not to take Spanish in high school. <laughs> it will it will kind of make you talk not uh yeah your your parents now meeting them instead. oh right they didn't want you to lose they didn't well, they use you like an argentinian accent they will it's oh don't even funny. let's not even talk about that the accent makes me so angry <laughs> wait please i now i need a story <laughs> no it's just like the way they pronounce certain words and stuff i just can't do it oh, okay. my mom I'm was actually like doing oh yeah continue yeah my mom was like oh i got this girl you know she's been coming to church and stuff and you know she's pretty and she's argentina i was like nah <laughs> nah i can't i'm sorry she's like oh just go on facebook and look her up i'm like nah no i don't oh, want no. to no 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 solo i did forget that you're you're born and yeah you were born in, in cuba now you know raised in, in south florida now he's in um savannah georgia and he, he's following the grind just like he wanted to you know kind of be different uh how did you you know, real quickly, how did you wind up, end up, was it more personal or, or the media side that you ended up in South Florida? Um, well, as you know, like I, I think back on the happiest times of my career in my life and, and working at NBC was one of the happiest times. And granted, like I had lived in South Florida when I wasn't working and that was oh, okay. kind of a little confusing. It was right before I had moved up to New York, right after I finished the uh, college football package for CBS, I was in that in-between stage. I spent six months down here and I, I partied harder, harder than I ever had. <laughs> Good for you. It was, As you should. Best, it was the best six months. You can recover ever. better in the twenties oh. than the thirties. That's for oh. sure. I've learned that. It was, it was the best, it was some of the best six months of my life. Like I, I had told some of these girls that, um, I was leaving, I was moving. I said, I, if I don't get a job down here when I'm 20, when I turn 28, then I'm out. 
And I just, <laughs> within two weeks, I got up. They like they all like three of my friends were like hysterically crying. They're like, you can't leave. And I was like, I time to yeah, go you're off. not going. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> but I, I was like, yeah, Peter Pan's got to go. Like, I, I was like, time to grow up. Um, can't stay down here and drink tequila and do berries and other oh, things that we will yeah, yeah. off record. So, um, <laughs> I, I had moved back right before COVID. I moved back to Boston. I was living, um, obviously, with my parents during COVID. And then I had moved to one of our family's apartments. And um, I was miserable. I, mm. I, I really can't think of many times that I've seen my father cry. But when I was hysterically crying and being like, I am, I am so unhappy here. I don't like this place. I love my family. I, these Boston, like, it's, they're not my people. I don't like the girls. I'm not. I'm not enjoying the men. I'm not enjoying like the lifestyle. Nothing. There's nothing about it that makes me feel. There's no culture. Um, and my family knew that I. I needed. I. It was just. It wasn't a matter of like when. It was a matter of like where. I. Mm. I DC. Um, I didn't really want to move back to New York. I wasn't. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't. I now. don't blame you. So hey. I mean, I'm, I'm pro Florida now, so yeah, yeah. super pro Florida now. I, I lived in I lived in New York City. I actually like moved back into one of my old apartments for a month because they needed to uh, sell it or like because it was empty. This was like kind of during COVID, I think. Um, and I was back in there. I was like, ah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna pass on this tiny ass apartment that he <laughs> doesn't work and all that stuff. So. Um, I, I saw an opportunity as Mike Inglis retired and I reached out to Jason Jackson and I was like, wait a minute, there is there any space for me? And lo and behold, they made space for me. Nice. <laughs> it means necessary. I mean, if it meant for Jason Jackson to open up his own wallet to have me come down and then they realized I became a full-time heat boy. So, that um, heat culture. Yeah. That heat culture. That heat culture. That's a great plug right there. No? <laughs> yeah. That was I, good. Um, no, I had always, um, yeah, I just said always that that had the time of my life when I covered that 2012, 2013 um, championship, almost 10 years now. I need to go find one of my, um, I, I have a, I have a hard drive that has all the photos in there because I took about 18,000 photos. <laughs> the access that we had back then was incredible. I would just walk up to Dwayne Wade and every time Dwayne and LeBron would see me, they would pose. You know, like I was the media darling. I was doing stuff on social media before everything. I mean, you can go back on my Instagram, Courtney underscore Fallon. You can, if you really want to scroll. We got it, we got it down there. We got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You got Courtney Fallon on Twitter. Yeah, it's right there. You got to go see some of these pictures that I took, the parade and um, some of the videos that I would take and LeBron warming up. I mean, I, it's crazy to me because now I see LeBron or he came down. It was a weird day that they came down. It was like a six o'clock game on a Sunday. The Lakers were playing the Heat on, in January, and it was just like a frenzy. It was a, it was like a hysteria. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I covered LeBron and the, the like phenomena, which I understand he's well deserved, but I, I never, never thought it would get to be that crazy. Mm. Yeah, no. Ironically, about- glad for oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say I'm glad you brought that up because. Some people just like when they look at LeBron, like they just see what he like really does on the basketball court, but they don't realize like all the kind of opportunities that just like whatever city or team he goes to, he makes for reporters or for like media people. And like 
there's been so many that have like that were down here in Miami during that LeBron run that they've gotten like crazy other jobs somewhere else. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you could say anything about that. Um, what like Norris Cole on the five? <laughs> Norris Cole jumping up yeah. and down. <laughs> Norris. Oh, I've got a great story. So I love Norris Cole. I, yeah, flat top. Come on. Was it know? Kansas? What did he play? Did he play he Kansas? Kansas? I don't Kansas? State, I think. He was the high Kansas top state. Before Taekwon Underwood. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of somebody else then. Yeah. Norris no, Cole. Cleveland State. Cleveland State. Cleveland State. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, of the uh, the other long-term, uh, the other uh, point guard on Miami Heat. He taught you about Chalmers. Yeah, Chalmers. Chalmers that's the guy. My bad. Sorry, I won't inter interject on Miami <laughs> Heat culture. My bad. Ray is so South Florida now. He even roots for the Heat. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. Ah, shut up. Stop. I won't do that. But go ahead with your story. We're like... <laughs> Mario Chalmers is probably the only person I know off the top of my head. They're like, name one person that's from Alaska. <laughs> from Alaska. Yeah. Oh, Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Mario Chalmers. Do you know that Alaska, if you, like, it fits into, like, the entire half of the United States? U.S., yeah. Nuts. Right? That, yeah. Alaska is, like, its own, like, planet. Sometimes oh, I, I forget it exists. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it's really kind of crazy. No, but so... Um, <laughs> So LeBron is accepting his trophy in 2013, right before they won his MVP league trophy. David Stern is there. They're having this whole procession ceremony. And I'm sitting a couple rows up. And um, <laughs> you see like LeBron's kids and everyone gets ushered on stage. And little Bryce James who Savannah used to call him my snotty boy. Like, he, I, he won't do it anymore because he's now 6'6". Six, 6'6", six. Six, six out of nowhere. Has yeah. Baby has, has, I mean, like the old baby picture, she's like, happy birthday, my snotty boy. Like the little kid used to have like smile <laughs> running down his face. So cute. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, that's what, funny. So he's on stage and they're welcoming all the kids and, and they're like talking. And the commissioners have just talking or like somewhat. And he's like, Norris, Norris, <laughs> Norris. He's screaming like he's just like six years old. And he, the kid <laughs> loved Norris Cole. He loved him. And they wouldn't, he just kept screaming. This was going on for like at least a minute. I couldn't hold it in because I was just like, oh, my God. He's just such a little, he's a little boy. But <laughs> he's just a little kid. He's like, Norris, Norris, play Norris. I love you. No. Bryce James, that's who he idolized forever. I mean, like, yo, when he comes into the league, he's, he's got a lot of personality too on social media. I, yeah. I watched a video of him imi imitating LeBron. Like, he just, he's the per. You could tell he's the the ba not the baby of the family, but the middle child. I have that middle child syndrome too, and sometimes yeah. you got to show out in certain times just to get recognized because you're not the baby and not the first. So. I get, I get Bryce. I, I connect with him. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce is a Gemini. That's why he's, uh, he's like that. Um, he's got that. He's got that. He's got that dual personality attitude. But yeah, no, I saw some video though. On, on my wasting time, I'm, I'm changing. It's August first, man. I'm <laughs> my nighttime routine. No more wasting three and a half hours. I used to like literally. I'm like, yes, ghost stories on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> Really I just downloaded alien, that app yesterday. Really into alien TikTok, really into ghost TikTok, and like all these just videos that mean all the things that I've kind of absorbed, including the idea that Alaska is like half the U.S. So like, I'm gonna <laughs> that that's crazy. I'm gonna like grab a book or two. <laughs> so let's uh, 
Let's get into some sports here. That's why you're here. Uh, yeah. We could we could talk about you, and we could probably talk about uh, in this podcast. We get carried away with talking about off-topic stuff and some random stuff, and that's why sometimes we go over an hour, which is hopefully some people out there like it. But for us, it's almost like therapy. So uh, yeah. we feel like we're you know when once you're in the lab, uh, basically it's a it's a safe place uh, yeah. is yeah. what we say. 100%. So I'm glad you feel comfortable right off the bat to. Just go on tangents and, and feel like you're one of the boys. <laughs> I, listen, always been one of the boys. My mom looked at me when I was younger. She said, she, you should have had a penis like the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So football. So, uh, you know, I'll just throw out some things. Obviously, new contracts with uh, DK, Metcalf, um, Debo getting a new deal. Um, yeah, I know Fort loves Debo. Uh, Watson suspension six games, and then obviously want to do some early early season predictions. But um, let's talk about real quick with the the DK contracts and the Debo. Obviously, there was some chatter him coming, you know, he dangling the carrot coming down to Miami, making sure he's in the clubs, showing up at all the Doing events, like <laughs> yeah, letting people know. And uh, I'm glad those obviously the the I learned about today uh, a couple hours ago was that there's now incentives when he's being used as a running back Debo. He could get some more money, rightfully so. Obviously, he's, uh, you know, in, in baseball, Otani, he's going to get a big deal because he could do both sides of the plate. Now, same thing with Debo. He could play multiple positions. There's nobody like him in the league. Um, break down those kind of contracts, and obviously one's different than the other. DK looks like he's going to be going uh, through some stuff for a couple years in uh, Seattle. Yeah, well... You never know if they move Jimmy. Never know. There. Yeah, you never know. I, I don't think the rain is. Listen, I mean, I had Mike Silver on my podcast, not to plug another podcast, but I mean, he's I covered the 49ers. It. He's covered the 49ers since 1988, no lie. And um, we went soup to nuts on everything 49ers, and I could just kind of like rehash all these things that I learned from him and then claim them as my own, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Pete Carroll is definitely in a win-now mode. He is the oldest coach in the NFL. He's he got, got about two years on Bill Belichick. <laughs> I believe he's 72. Um, so the the idea that they're just going to destroy, you know, they're going to wait for a rebuild, I don't think so. I don't know anything about a, um, a backup plan up there in terms of a coach. I don't know who is like the heir apparent to the Seattle Seahawks. But, you know, I, I would I would think that DK Metcalf and he is like they're they're building a, a franchise around this one guy. And mm. all of the all the all the wide receivers in that 2019 class got paid, which good for them. Um, I love to see Nikhil Harry being traded for a seventh round draft pick. Um, <laughs> well, all of these uh, DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel and they all came after that Patriots pick in the last round or the last pick of the third, first round. Okay. So that being said, <laughs> Debo Samuel, it was, uh, we had talked about this and, and I just asked Mike Silver flat out. I said, listen, what kind of contract is Debo Samuel looking for? And he said, more or less, more, more or less the same. I mean, like he's demanding a deal because wide yep. receivers, acting as running backs and you know and, and that's literally he's putting his body on the line um adding taking years off of his nfl career by being a running back by taking those hits um he deserves a big time contract and as we've seen i mean what three years 72 million i think they're just about the same thing so if dk metcalf's contract had set a precedence for debo samuel and and kept him in the super bowl term, 
Um, I, mm-hmm. I think that that's great. Yeah, and you got to remember that the 49ers almost, you know, went to a Super Bowl last year. I mean, they've always still kind of maintained and been some of the top, one of the top teams in the NFC. If it wasn't for, you know, some miracle passes by Matthew Stafford and the Rams making it to the Super Bowl, but at the same time, um, I, I just think. To me, he must see something as well in in Trey Lance. So I, I think that this is an indication that he wants to stay because Jimmy G was his guy. Like he would throw into tight windows, he would throw into like you know deep corners. He would understand the offense. So um, I, I would I would watch out for that Trey Lance emergence. I I would I would put more stock into that because Debo wouldn't want to lock himself in with a with without a mm. quarterback. For the yep. near future, so I think that that those two go hand in hand. Uh, I'll jump into Colin Murray's contract if we're talking deals. Uh, obviously, a little Colin Murray signed a, a, a big time deal, um, and then obviously the details come out of it. I think the Cardinals wanted it leaked a little bit. There's kind of you know that's also my opinion, but also kind of what actually happened. Uh, obviously, Murray didn't want it leaked that he has to do four hours of Bible study. Every <laughs> or, or or video or whatever you want to call it is uh, you know it speaks volumes of obviously you put something in a contract that uh, that you want somebody to make sure they do uh, whether it's uh, you know you see athletes having a weight con uh, you know something with their weight uh, you don't put it in a deal unless you think they could do it by themselves so what what was that to you when you seen that obviously the money involved but also and then the the little details of it big deal little deal no deal. Uh, Kyler Murray to me, this is on Kyler Murray and it's on Cliff Kingsbury because both of them have fallen flat on their asses late in season games and not only going back to college, but you know, now in the pros and well, you just look at, they ripped off 10 games and then just seemingly fell apart into the postseason. forgot to study. Hasn't really proved himself in a big game yet. I think Kyler Murray will eventually do that, but at the same time, it's just, um, I don't, I don't know. That's on you, bro. <laughs> like, you know, if, if that's how you roll, it's, yeah. it's, listen, I would be a, a much better podcaster if I spend four hours studying and reading, you know, a day, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's really just based on what you want to do for your job, but yeah. it's going to take a lot of effort if you're going to be demanding. I mean, remember, um, Eric Burkhardt is his agent and Eric Burkhardt like came out with a statement what was it later in the season that basically was like, you know, threatening to hold out for Kyler. And it was just like, what did this guy doesn't deserve this shit? Like what, what has he done? He has done nothing. And it was poorly written and it was uh, weirdly placed on, on Murray's shoulders. So listen, Michael Bidwell, by Bidwell and John Kime and you know, that team down there, they're putting all their eggs in one basket. I understand um, hopefully DeAndre Hopkins is healthy. Is he suspended for six games or not? Yeah. yeah. Is it, yeah. is it four? Yeah. It's six. It's six, right? It's six. Okay. Six. For PEDs. Yeah. That's huge. That boy and obviously who they got Hollywood Brown to kind of step in. That's it. Yeah. It's Hollywood Brown, Larry Fitzgerald. I think he officially <clears> retired. So, uh, you know, <laughs> they um, lost Christian you gotta Kirk. Figure, you got to figure out, you got to mm-hmm. listen, Kyler is it's up to you. You can't just throw up balls and, and pretend like someone with magnet arm is going to catch it because you know you got to figure out how to look over your offensive line because you're real short. There was I a post think. I saw. I, <laughs> there was a... I yeah I don't know I I I, I think 
Yeah, it's going to be on him, but I also, I think that this is the end of the line for Cliff Kingsbury. I know he got an extension, but you got to show me something. Okay, for I'm glad you brought up Kyler Murray because, no, there was a post I saw today that it said that his 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 game declines after Call of Duty comes out. <laughs> it was like four straight years. Oh, like, man. So, like, obviously there was, like, some kind of thing, like, all right, you got to do what you got to do. But, I mean, like, now what does that say for what do you think that puts Lamar and what kind of range it puts oh, Lamar Jackson God. in? Because yeah. I love Lamar Jackson. He's one of my favorite players. In Broward. NFL. If not all time, him saying free Kodak after he whooped FSU was greatness. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, he's actually won a playoff game. Kyler Murray hasn't. Yep. He's He's got an MVP, all that kind of stuff. So, like, everything's there, and he still hasn't gotten paid. He's gained some muscle, too, so he's stocky. You can't be like, oh, he's going to get hurt. if He's he got that chip kind of stuff on his shoulder. Way. So. I, I yeah no Lamar Lamar Jackson I I said this last year and I might drop this video again because it wasn't like the right timing I was gonna drop this video late July last year I made a video for Lamar Jackson for MVP I made like a, a big plus fifteen hundred bet but then he just got COVID and I was like oh this is not really yeah I had him on my yeah, me too that was that was a tough period for me in fantasy yeah. for sure yeah so um listen. The Lamar Jackson slander, it has to stop. It won't stop Please. because I know that there's a certain precedence that black quarterbacks have in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're Kyler Murray, and, I, and I, I, this has nothing to do with race. I just don't think Kyler Murray is has to prove himself. I think Tua Tagovailoa knows he has to prove himself. Absolutely. I think Justin Fields is, is set for a, you know a great career, and I just think Lamar Jackson is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. And over the last few years, he's two years removed from an MVP season. Two, now three. Three years removed from an MVP season. And what is to say that this guy cannot go off and do it again? Okay, of course, like, you know, the the offense is a little more complicated. You lost Hollywood Brown, and now he's over with the with the, the well, Hollywood Arizona Brown Cardinals. dropped everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, like, listen, like, I, I still think that the, the, the system and and the personnel and Nazi Newsom and everyone that, that's over in that Baltimore Ravens, um, you know, facility, I think that they have a really great handle on personnel. They always seem to stock up good with the defense. So it puts <clears> a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson. But Lamar, I would say, if you want to talk about running scrambling quarterbacks, I think that he – has become more accurate over the years. I think that a lot of things are, oh, you know, he made more mistakes, but I think he was making, you could see the thought process and um, him making better decisions on the run. He was reading defenses better. I think that it's warranted. I think that he will get paid. Um, Whether he makes more money than Kyler, I mean, like, it's just retarded at this point. (laughs) Two years ago, Patrick Mahomes signs a $5,500 million contract, and we're talking about, Kyler Murray making more money than him. Murray, well, his shit, his shit's updated. But I, I think, I think Lamar will. I think Lamar, they'll do right by Lamar. Um, I'm not really worried about him getting hurt, but you know, of course, he has to stay healthy. But I, I think, I think that at this point, walking in without an agent, he's smart. Agents of snakes, they all deserve to be fired. So <laughs> he, uh, he's smart by doing that. Quick question. Um... Where do you think Jimmy G goes? Obviously, he's going to be dealt. It's all about time, place, and situation. If you had to put all your money uh, in one uh, team or one opportunity, where do you think? New York Giants. That's what I thought. And there was a fake 
uh, tweet last week where somebody oh, got me okay. in a group yeah. chat. I know I got oh, got. I didn't. And I, I got hyped. Like, so that it was ball a good test. For, it was a good test. Yeah, ball sack sports. It was oh, a good test for me. The ball sack? Not me personally. Somebody oh, somebody said they got got. So you know it was a good test for me. Yeah, they, they did teabag me for sure. But it was a good opportunity for me to realize, like, okay, that was a good test. Like, I felt genuinely excited about that, um, you know, thinking about it for whatever, 30 minutes, and then I found out it was fake. But then at least I felt like, all right, I got a little confident. I just don't know how it's going to work where DJ is going to have a short leash anyway yeah. and the Giants need to start winning. So it would make sense to bring in somebody that, hey, they could go right away if, you know, DJ has two two bad games because they can't wait and rebuild every single year here's the problem um and i heard this from brian baldinger who is a good friend of mine still works at the network he said the new york giants are one of the worst teams in the nfl right now we would be shocked if they won four games their offensive line is in absolute shambles all their wide receivers are hurt again still i mean what well, remember sterling shepherd and you know, remember that when I remember I was covering the New York Giants. I actually did cover the Giants for MSG Network for after I left NFL Network. And three of their wide receivers went down in one day. And it was like, well, guys, we got a somber day here. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen a clip. I, I was going through your YouTube and I uh, I, I hit that. You were on the desk with like Sean O'Hara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched that. You got you got the updated one. I, mean, I told you. Yeah, I got a lot of time on my hands. I watched a lot. I consume a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah so go subscribe get my subscribers up i mean i'm so bad get them up subscribe please yeah subscribe youtube ads and all that stuff yeah i know so um they're one of the worst teams in the nfl and um they he said like he's that they brian dable if they win eight games brian dable should win coach of the year so jimmy garoppolo is not going to walk into a situation where he has no offensive line where they're barreling through i mean you got to look at that division as well um, with the Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles and, uh, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys who could win the East once again. Um, they've got to be in a situation. Uh, you know, it depends. I mean, and then there could also be a situation where, you know, someone gets hurt and they're yep. like, hey, we'll give yeah. you first-round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo. So there's I think that's most likely for part. sure, the situation. Somebody gets hurt. Yeah, there's always that wild card. Um, I would, I don't know. I, you got to think about the New England lineage. Why not the Tennessee Titans? I don't really think I, I'm, I'm, I'm like the, the biggest, the president of the Ryan Tannehill hater club. <laughs> I just think he's <laughs> worthless, nothing quarterback. Oh, said that forever. oh no, that man, that man knows. And he's read the tweets. He has receipts on me and he does not like me. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy, nice guy. Not nice to me. Um, I, you know, why not, you know, upgrade that quarterback position? Because you got to think, John Robinson was also from cut from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Mm. And he has, you know, some Jimmy Garoppolo um, experience there. So you always got to see that because, listen, Jason Light was came from the Belichick coaching tree. That's how he has a relationship with Brady. It's, you know, you got you got to look behind the lines. It's the same thing as, you know, you're not going to have a general manager that's if you have a general new general manager, they're going to pull in a coach that has a relationship. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They must have yeah, a relationship for sure. yeah. together. So the same I'm thing. Seeing that now. It's the same thing. I mean, like forever. That's just rule of thumb. 
Um, and the same thing goes with quarterback. You have to have a relationship behind the scenes. So if you really want to go behind the lines, you got to see what Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know if it's like an Eastern Illinois connection or if it's a Patriots connection or some of their favorite coaching staffs over there, the 49ers, like something. You got you to go back and look at that. And Dable, Brian Dable, who was the head coach of the, um, of the New York Giants, nice. also won five Super Bowl rings with the Patriots. He was their offensive coordinator, or no, part of their offensive staff, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's another thing. That's why I'm saying the New York Giants. He's got the lineage for sure. Yeah, you got, you got to look behind the scenes. You got to just kind of um, pick up some clues. But I think at this point, it's really, it's very hard to tell. I think it's it's going to go down for, um, for an injury. It's going to come down to someone offering, like, a ridiculous amount of first-round picks. Not like NBC, mm. not NBA style, like, Hey, there's four first round, four oh, first man. round picks for the next five years plus Jalen Brown, do Marcus Smart for Kevin Durant. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Since since we're talking about quarterbacks and you know relationships and connections, probably most <laughs> talked about quarterback, and who knows how long the past year and a half I say so, not for good reasons. Deshaun Watson, six game suspension. What do you think about that? Um, I think. The league does not value women whatsoever. I think it's a reasonable decision. I would have thought that they were going to give him eight games. Who knows if this is over yet? There still could be more women that are coming forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of respect the fact that this is come to a head, that the Players Association, that Deshaun's camp is not going to appeal. But... Uh, you got to look at this. Ray Rice got six games for beating the shit out of his girlfriend. Yeah, that was in an uh, Yeah, that was pre before they even had their shit together too. So not saying I'm uh, I agree or disagree with that, but that was like I feel like that was an eternity ago with before the NF, uh, NFL even had a policy on any of this because I feel like for ten years with a lot of stuff going down. There was like three players on the Cowboys. There was the Ray Rice. There was a lot of players that they were not consistent in any judgment. That's why they had to bring in, and I wrote her name down, Judge Sue L. Robinson, to mitigate these, uh, these things. And so basically they could almost be like, all right, hands off. They, this person that has more experience than us, which is the great way to go. If you fucked up so many suspensions, you need to put it in a third party and be like, all right, it's not up to us. And then now she did six games, which now, ironically, people have an issue with where I thought that was not funny in the sense of this situation, but it's ironic where it's like, look at them uh, putting a third party involved and then they still get it wrong. It's just yeah, like, what the, the hell is going on here? The only thing they were consistent was getting people suspended for weed. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. They make sure they took care of that, though. I have a list that I can read off here, but listen, this is what the NFL loves to do. They love a good Band-Aid. Slap a Band-Aid on that bitch. Listen, do you remember when that that concussions movie came out with Will Smith? Mm -hmm. So then the next year they hired a brain neurologist from Villanova University. Like, where is he now? But they literally, it's all, it's it's a public relations play. And I can say that I I don't work for the Shield anymore, but... When there is an issue, they bringing and make a huge fucking deal over 
this person that they're going to bring in. Oh, well, you know, now we're going to have concussions under control. And you just, it's something you just don't hear about again. The brain mm -hmm. neurologist. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to bring in a judge to, to handle all these women's cases. Well, she's obviously probably getting pushed on the other side. Like, Hey, make this fair enough for us too. You don't think that she plays part of the cards for the boys club? Nope. <laughs> not to think that. So here's my list. Calvin Ridley, 17 games for betting. Um, I, honestly, I think that this is valid because that's nuts. Player, and they're making they're making an example out of him. Yeah, any they player are. Player that is that is going to be betting on their own games on their own teams that is stupid enough to do that. Go hire a bookie, bro. Go Venmo yeah. your friends. Like, please. <laughs> or just give him cash. Yeah. All right. Like for for every for every Calvin Ridley, there was probably fifteen other Calvin Ridleys this year. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't put that past you. But that is threatening the integrity of the game when your yep. own players would there. It's like you can't you can't do that. So I'm fine with that. Vontez Perfect, one of the strangest dudes I have ever met in my life. Like, <laughs> no, I can, we can both imagine, right? He is, he, I mean, you want to talk about like bipolar. He has the calmest demeanor I've ever seen. Like I went wild covering the dolphins. Oh, he was on the dolphins. And I, and I went up to him and I was, and he's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> Hi. And I'm like, huh? And I asked him, I'm like, who turned? I said, like, how does the switch turn on? He's like, what are you talking about? This is <laughs> no way. No, he doesn't even remember. No, that dude is very, he is one of, he's one of the, the I, I, I really got the chills and I walked away from him. I was like, there's something really wrong. By the way, Antonio Brown with his, you know, crazy rap career, he can thank Montez. What's Brown that dance for? for, for <laughs> what was that? What was he doing? He don't look right, bro. I don't know what's wrong with that dude. He's, he needs serious. A lot help. going on. Go, go Google Antonio Brown, Montez Perfect hit. After that hit when he took, where he basically twisted and broke his neck. Oh, that was wild. Um, Antonio Brown was never, ever the same. So, Vontaze Perfect, 12 games for targeting. I think that that was, like, his third offense, so that's why he got yeah. so many. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, games for PEDs. We already talked about that. Martavius mm. Bryant, indefinitely weed. Uh, <laughs> Josh Gordon, and I will say that this is – Josh Gordon is a, is a troubled soul. Um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Very, very so much talent. Very – I'm close with his former agent who had to drop him. He said that guy, he is, he is a lost cause. Um, he is an addict. He's a forever addict. And, um, unfortunately that's, you know, it's, it's not like, Oh, what could he have done to be? He's, um, is he's yeah, it's very sad, sad story. So 25 plus games for weed. I mean, it's more than just weed yeah, and it's yeah. more than just a bunch of that. Stuff. And it was, it was a few times. Yeah. Times. 16 games, Darren Waller, substance abuse to Sean Watson, six games for 25 sexual, mm harassment by accusations i don't i mean you include ray rice in this i don't know i mean they're gonna keep it consistent i guess um weed is legal in the league now so yeah about which is great over weed so the nba has been doing that for a while now yeah they're they're stupid not to you know which one thing I considered about the Deshaun Watson thing that I brought in some group chats, uh, that's kind of how I get the gauge of people, and our group chats aren't that quality anyway, so we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> um, but the group chats that we are in, I like to just throw out some, 
you know, devil's advocate. And, you know, I try, we, me and Fort try to be different in, in the group chats that we're in just to kind of, you know, get people thinking a little bit. Um, I always thought about, yeah, it, it, it gets <laughs> wild, but I always thought about like time served is not considered, you know, obviously he's, um, you know, they had it in baseball, uh, with, uh, I forget his name, the Dodgers pitcher, uh, Bauer. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how'd I pull that name out Robert of my ass on now? Yeah, and where it was like he was. I don't. I don't think that man will ever play baseball again. He's no, mo I forgot about him. I just. This is the first time I actually speak his name in about six months. I totally forgot he's still out of the game. Oh, but those stories they, are so creepy. So I mean, he like, liked Army, Army Hammer creepy. Let's <laughs> I, like eating human flesh. That's how fucked up. I think he just liked it rough, and the girl he was with liked it, and they God. things got out of hand. Well, whatever, but. I think, do, do they consider time served at all? Because no. obviously you have a guy under like administrative leave where he's not playing. And I understand that it's not literally time served, but, you know, I'm just trying to relate it to, you know, you're not, the guy's innocent in the court of law, but you're trying to make him guilty in football. But also he hasn't played for two years. I know. I'm just trying to bring it up just to kind of see where we're at. It's a weird, you know. Listen, he's been not playing football for two years, and he's lost I, money. Is don't we consider that a little bit? I, listen, I agree, and it's just very strange because I met Sean Watson the night he was drafted tenth overall by the Texans. Because uh, he seemed great. Every interview I seen when he got drafted seemed like the most genuine, giving guy. And no one's to say that he isn't. You know, like yeah. that's the thing. And I he's have got a fetish. Maybe he likes to give a little too much. With him. <laughs> Um, I met him the night he was drafted because I obviously was friends with Bill O'Brien at the time, and he was so sweet. And you remember that he read that he read that letter from his mom, and he started crying. And he's a good kid. Um, he has a fetish. <laughs> it's like uh, Mr. Crafts really likes rub and tug down in Jupiter, Florida. I mean, everyone, still, you know, they might. I they mean, might they might hang out. Some of my closest friends do too, so I can't even like I can't I hang out with them. Listen, does that make him a bad guy? I mean, to me, just the behavior is. I I really think that the Houston Texans have deserved to get a lot more blame for this than they than they have. They deserve yeah. to lose draft picks. They deserve because they they knew everything about this. They would set up places in the facility for him to have all these things happened to him during a massage. And also, too, just as an athlete, you you have, like, five people max that you allow to touch, to, to like, work Yeah, that was a big it, thing The for entire me idea that he goes through a new massage therapist every day, what, like, one massage therapist was so shocked that she wouldn't do it again? Mm. Like, I don't, and to me, like, that whole, like, I don't, it's just weird. Like, it to me, like, the whole, the whole thing just doesn't make sense. Um, as an athlete, yeah, you got you got to get one or two people to stick to you know your body for the season, and um, I, yeah, I, I just I think the Texans deserve a little more blame than they should. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's cap off. Uh, let's cap off football for it. Go ahead. All right. Well, you know, I'm a gambling man. I haven't gambled in, in a few months. Okay. Well, are you on Better Edge? Because it's my first one. I was gonna say plug, plug Better Edge. Plug. Plug. Betteredge.com/slash/Courtney. Go sign up. Um, it's now legal to bet <laughs> in the state of Massachusetts, or they just approved it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I seen that. Great. It's that. awesome. Thirty-first state. Yeah, which is, which is great. The reason they're like, why not Florida? Here is kind of like the backstory. So apparently, so 
October 15th, right before I moved down here last year, they legalized sports betting in the state of Florida. However, they quickly revoked it because the Seminoles own yep. the entire the casinos. gambling casinos. And they Stronghold, those natives. They were realizing hey, they were getting fucked over it. by yeah. one of the sports. Yeah, they were realizing they were losing out on billions of dollars. For sure. So that's why they revoked it. So hopefully we can uh, cut a deal with the the great Seminole uh, community so we can get sports betting back in the state of Florida. Yeah, 100%. But let's go. Let's Predictions go. for the Super Bowl. You got any any locks or any know, early, any early predictions? predictions. Over, um, under, Pat's nine and a half wins. <laughs> under nine and a half. Under. Over, Ooh. under, nine and a half for the Dolphins. Over. Let's go. Over. <laughs> up, baby. Over. Um, I think surprise, maybe plus 550 that the Dolphins and the Bills could be competing for the AFCs. I like it. Yeah, my Super Bowl is uh, – I had Bills last year in the Super Bowl. That was a fail. But I'm going this season, Bills, Bucks, and then give me Bills to win it. Oh, damn. Who, who you got for your MVP? I mean, are we on the Ooh. Justin Herbert train? <sighs> yeah, he can light home? it up. Damn. He can light it up. And he's due, right? He's. I I'm looking at the stats. Me. He was only number two to Tom Brady in, in yards. And obviously, he could easily do that again, if not oh, more. I would also hit... Um, all of the under props on Brady for this season. You think so? So a little drop down. Yeah, I mean, so I had we were previewing the NFC South with uh, the great Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times on the podcast. Yeah, I heard that. Subscribe. Um, so he was basically, well, this is before Julio Jones, but he was more or less having. Uh, he was he was having like a you know a a big a big slide towards Russell Gage as like kind of like the sleeper for. The Bucks I would still kind of take him as, you know, kind of there was a there was another running back that was how he was talking about kind of having him as a James White kind of um, position. But he was also saying he's like, listen, at 45 years old, Tom Brady is not going to lead the league in pass completions and, and a pass attempts at 715. Like, don't <laughs> so get that. Get don't get put that Brady. through his body. Yeah, I heard that on your podcast. Yeah, good yeah, point. He's not going to do that. So. I would hit the under on everything for Tom Brady numbers. Noted. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love the Justin Hubert uh, MVP. Hubert. Herbert. Uh, Herbert. Herbert. I really want like a non-quarterback to win. The Please. MVP. I always root for that. Every single year. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't. I. It's like yeah. It's like oh I don't know. Well, uh, well Steph Curry should have won the MVP, but should it should it have been Jason Tatum because he was so great in the finals? Nah, he was in 1970. Like what the fuck are we doing here, guys? Like let's let's stop doing that. Sure, I know that Jimmy, you know Jimmy Butler, probably played the best out of anything with that Eastern Conference Finals series with the with the Celtics, but their team lost. So don't give him the MVP. I would be like the biggest. For the first time, the Eastern Conference Finals MVP or the Larry, Larry Bird Trophy. Like, Larry B. Oh I mean, like the Green Tamers would be aghast. They would be aghast. <laughs> Great word. All yeah, right, well, that's football. To, to basketball because – no, that would have been so great. Jimmy Butler winning the Larry Bird Award. Like, I would oh, have held that God, over everyone's head. I would have loved that. Hold on. BRB. That would have been so Except, great. Do your thing. Before we get into basketball, obviously, uh, 
free agency, KD, Nets, trades. We won't spend too much time because we wanted the bulk of this episode to be football related with the NFL preseason opening next week. Uh, we're all excited about it, obviously. But to touch on basketball, because that's what you are covering and that's what you've kind of moved into, um, we wanted to get your vibe on NBA. Just kind of we could we could brush up about it. Obviously, like I said, KD and the free agency and trades. Yeah. I think the NBA is going to look into the uh, P.J. Tucker uh, move to <laughs> Philly and then the the Brunson uh, move to the Knicks, which uh, they, they never, know. you know, rarely do they amount to anything, but it's That's interesting. It. That's it. Um, we already knew that. I, I, I don't like – yeah, it's the same thing with Kyle Lowry. The, the, he got docked a second-round pick. They said, oopsies, and we understand the league's decision. We're moving on. That's That's all it is. You know, you yeah. can't stop players from having relationships and texting each other. I, do I see a Miami jacket in the back there for it? Oh, yeah. He's he's live. Oh, my God. Is this the... I'm a heat lifer. Okay, He's wait. heat lifer. Is heat there, lifer, there, is, there is a jacket that I need, and I've, I've screenshotted it many times. Um, I think it's called from, like, Unlimited or something. It's like this with the three trophies. I didn't buy it yet, though. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That sounds sweet. It's unknown. Unknown. I think that's unknown, the wrong story. Yeah. yeah, no, they got some shorts. I get them on the damn Facebook ad and Instagram <laughs> ad all the time. It's got the you click it one time, it shows up every day. Like One hundred thirty dollars. I'm like, no, nah, I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. No, I no. know. I, I, it's that's exactly what the unknown. I, it's I. Yeah, I really want it. <laughs> look, I think I was looking. I was looking for like a sunset pick, and then in my phone, I'm like, and then I was just looking at that jacket. I was like, damn it, I want it still. So, so kind of just like go through that run, that heat run, because like even though we didn't make it to the finals or like it wasn't anything. I mean, it was it was a great season for me. Like I think we overachieved. How is that like you covering the Heat, but you a Celtics fan? Like I am not yeah. a Celtics fan. We've gotten we've gone through this. Many oh times. no, no, I'm no? not a Celtics fan. No, no, no. Okay, good, very good. Um. Yeah, we've got the, there's a locked on heat episode that we can talk about when I when I traded in my uh, my my Celtics loins at the age of 16. So I can. I oh, can, OK. So yeah. No, so um, I've always been. A you're all over fan. the place. It's hard to keep up with you. You're, you're moving around. You're doing different things. Uh, you know, there's only so much we can remember and retain. Yeah, no, no, no. It's fine. But I, yeah, I live in Boston, but I'm not. Um, when you live in the city, you have to cover them. So, you know, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon when they. We're in the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble, but um, at the same time, I always just had an eye for what Pat Riley was doing, and that's why I wanted to come down here and actually work for Miami Heat because I said, you know, this is a team that I I want to represent. I want to represent Heat culture. I want to. It's just the the way that they they just um, handle things in a very professional manner. I I loved everything about this franchise. So um, to me, the season was long very long um i don't think i've ever like imagine you watching every single heat game and has to be at the time that the heat game starts you know um, no one's ever there yeah well Empty. yeah no, and i mean you want to being there four hours early and this and covering games and um the season is very long it's it's a long enduring process especially those west coast road trips where we were at the studio until two in the morning um covering that lakers and clippers swing um it's 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 rewarding to go through that but i think a part of me as much as i love the season 
a part of me worried a little bit about them maintaining the first overall seed. Just knowing, like, I, I wish that they would get a break a little bit. I was almost worried about the wear and tear going into the postseason a little bit. Um, not so much, but, you know, the nights that Jimmy would take off, it would be like a lack of um, just just a lack of production off of the bench, a lack of production. I mean, you get those miracle games. Gabe Vincent Bam missed 34 two. games or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, exactly. Games. exactly. Um, Bam missed 34 games. Kyle was um, absent for a lot of family reasons. But, you know, I mean, like I really I really appreciated – the bench and, um, you know, seeing the emergence of Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. And I think Gabe will be, <clears throat> could have the potential to be a starter for a long time uh, with this team for as long as they keep him. Um, Tyler Hero, uh, fantastic. <laughs> I just, that was very disappointing for me at the end, just to see that he really, he really was just hindered by. He's got a lot on his hands. Yeah, he's got a. Did you see his tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it reminds me of the guys. Oh like, man, that's so bad. What's the little boy doing? Oh, you know what? Oh man, yeah, look at that got, little boy like, chest. Like you got, you're in the NBA. Like a lot of these players have a lot of tattoos. Like you couldn't gone up to like UD and been like, "Yo, what do you think about this?" Like, <laughs> before I put it on my body. Before it goes on here forever. Like, I don't. I. When did you get that tattoo? Do we know? Like, I think know, after the season, I think. Or he had some of it, and I think he added on to added it, on. I think. I think I've seen something like that already, and then he added on, like, no checks or whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It reminds me of my, like, my brother right after my grandfather died. He got this, like, tattoo. I swear to God, the tattoo artist was drunk because he got <laughs> – it looked like a like a messed up birthday cake. He got a – it was supposed to be a oh, crown, man. but it was Oh, like no. A, it said Papa. I know exactly what it probably looks like. Oh. It looks like a melted birthday cake, and it, but it was oh. supposed to be a crown. And my mom was like, your <laughs> grandfather is rolling in his grave right now. Like, you can't. Like, what, what, what the fuck are you doing? It's just kind of like, there's like a lot of good artists out there. There's a lot of really bad <laughs> Especially, like, in yeah. Miami. And, like, you're in the like, NBA. All you got to do is post a story, need new ink, who got me? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, know, maybe he went out to Milwaukee, man. <laughs> no, Pride of, Pride of Racing, Wisconsin. Oh, that's where Karam Butler's from. But, like, you know. Like, I mean, the Heat are making. Legend, it. Heat legend, Karam Butler. Heat legend, yeah. heat legend Karam Butler. I was, I was you got you got yeah. Hero with the tattoo. You got Jimmy Butler with the extensions. What, what's like, going on? Oh, what's going on? The extensions, I, I, I'm over. <laughs> I saw him working out. I think he's in Nashville right now. I don't know if he's on a coffee excursion. It's like this. <laughs> Whatever Jimmy's. Big face. International Jimmy is, is yeah. you know, made his way to Colombia, then Ecuador, and now he's in Nashville. Is working. He's living I, life. I watched him, like, working out. I don't like Jimmy. I I think I think the dreads have got to go before the season. Yeah, I yeah. I think he's just he's just toying with us. I think he's, he's just, just he knows he's confident. He's just like let's just mess with the internet. Yeah, exactly. And how people freaked out, and it's like, you know, then they were thinking about, oh my god, does he look like Montrez Harrell and this? <laughs> oh, is it Montrez Harrell? Did the Heat get get him or a Jay Crowder? And both of the dudes, they're, both of the dudes are looking for replacements of the four. That's 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 what they look like. Yeah. Bring either of them. 
Oh my God! Bring down. Did you see how Donovan Mitchell and how much he was smiling the entire oh, time? Oh, in the Miami league. league, and he was. They, they were chanting Miami, and he was smiling. I, I damned. I, I. He's like, wow! I can play with a center that actually finishes. Yeah, I, I've, <laughs> I've kept in touch with Dwayne Wade for many years over the years, and. He, we DM each other every once in a while on Twitter, and I text. I just he reminds him. me of Dwayne so much the said, way I he said, plays. Bring his ass here now! Like, what is it gonna take? Dwayne Wade Jr. for sure. They gotta go to Utah and buy a stake in their franchise just to bring Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Danny and she suck it and just now. That's awesome. I. Uh, what do you think? Uh, do you obviously? I'm uh, well, uh, not obviously, but. I'm all New York when it comes to sports, but uh, Kevin Durant, you think obviously he stays? That 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 time has passed already. It's getting way too deep into the off season, right? No, it's just I these. There's no there's no trade. There is no trade partner that could get this deal done that would yeah. satisfy what what Josai and Sean Marks wants. Yeah, rightfully so, and I love that. I love that they're standing put with you know the you got to give me a king's ransom, you know, and then yeah, some, and like, I love no, that. Like, no. Hey, no, it's Kevin Durant, who's also 34, and although he is one of the top three greatest players of our generation and what we have seen, he's great. He can change a franchise. But at what point does Kevin Durant say, okay, well, get a deal done because I want to get out of here. I don't think Kevin Durant is at that point where he is literally running out the door. Otherwise, that one of these deals would have made it would have made it done, would have made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with him, so I, <laughs> I I drool every time. And the moment it came out that he would, I was uh, I was I was torn. I was depressed for for many days, and it didn't help that uh, the Celtics, you know, swept us. And I was going through it this off season with the with my uh, with my franchise. And I've been a fan of uh, the Nets since uh, the New Jersey days, 2003, oh, wow. 2002. Wow. So I go so back. Baby. Yeah, so, baby. Jason I go real Jason days. Kidd. I played on the court back in the day in eighth grade. We got to play on the court and have like a scrimmage. So I go way back with the Nets. I'm not like a new age when they moved to Brooklyn. It was cool. I've been through all of it. I've been through too many three seasons where they won under 15 games. So and I've watched most of the most of those games each season. So um, I definitely deserve every good that I get. I'm just not getting it as quick as I I'm I'm trying to get it. So. Um, shout out the Heat because I, I do respect now that I live in South Florida. I absolutely told you. I, can, I, I can't you. be he's, because he's, I can't be. Fan. I can't. I'm. I can't be dumb and naive. And and I love exactly how the Heat have built their franchise from ownership, management, coaching, um, development. I thought that's what the Nets were going to do. Obviously, we traded that for Kevin Durant and Kyrie. And then guess what? You know, you, we sold our soul to the to to the dark side and. Now this is what we get. If we would have kept on developing like the Heat and maybe brought in one, maybe two other players, we would have been better off. And uh, you know, I'm seeing the process and uh, I'm going through it. Uh, you know, I have times where I wake up randomly at night and have cold sweats. Um, I think one of the uh, underrated deals of the James Harden trade was Seth Curry. I'm such a Seth Curry fan. Who is it, man? Uh, right? Who hates that guy? That. He's he's the. No, he's, uh, good. he's really good. I hate him. I hate him because I love him. Yeah, he's on your team. What are you talking about? Well, no, I, I meant. Okay. Sorry, I meant. I, I thought you at first. You meant you said Steph Curry. No, I hear Seth, Seth and I hear Seth. Steph. Seth. Sorry, the little the little delay the, the delay in the internet. Sorry, but also Seth Curry. He's he's 
very uh, quality basketball player. Yeah, I you know I think when they were playing the the, the Nets and did the Heat when they when the Nets came down like very late in the season did they beat the Heat? I think they might have. So well, I, I, did they win? There was there was a there was I think we played each other three times. There was times where we one won at home. One that was like the last game, one of the last games of the season. I almost tweeted it, but then I was like, no, nope, you're not allowed. Yeah, to. I would have to look that up because we uh, had great. We, said, it was either I blowouts on either end. No, I think actually I know the Heat won. The Heat wound up winning, but they the 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 Nets were leading in the first quarter, and I almost tweeted Seth Curry appreciation post. <laughs> he's just um, I just think he's a gamer. Yeah, yeah, no, he's 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 a, he's a good. Purpose. They won, right? <laughs> I'm right. Uh, so one of the one of the worst losses I will say was the game when they went to triple overtime against the Raptors. Oh no! Stop. Gabe Vincent like shot that, that pass and spoke called timeout, but it was like a three quarter court shot and it went in, but it wouldn't have. He wouldn't have had the same. He wouldn't have gotten it off in time, but. And then we had to go to Boston like that next day, including me. And, like after we left, <laughs> like two in the morning. Well, you know, I was going to that game, so I had to get on a plane. And then they they were like missing. It was in the beginning, the end of January. They had no Jimmy, no PJ, no Bam. And then we so met, they were like, asses whooped. Then they had to go back to Toronto. Oh my God, it was the worst. <laughs> And then they had to go to San Antonio because it was the COVID game. Oh, my God. So the Heat and the Nets did play within uh, two weeks. And the first one was uh, early March where the Heat beat the Nets by six. And then the Nets came to Miami and beat them by 15. Oh. But that was when the Nets needed to win every game just to kind of, like, slide into the playoffs. So things got intense down the stretch. Yeah, the playing game. Yeah, that was pretty insane. But – uh, I mean, that's it for basketball. That's it for sports. Uh, if you have anything else to add, obviously you're you're a pleasure to talk to. You're amazing. Probably one of our best quality episodes as far as talking sports, having a guest on, and and really, um, you know, having a good vibe. Um, no, I just I really appreciate you guys having me on. Let's see, I got to double check. Uh, good luck for my bet tonight. I took the under on the Kansas City <laughs> Royals and. <laughs> And I also took Kansas City money line at plus one sixty-five. Let's see. Um, what went into your thinking about those random? Uh... Um, well, <laughs> no, I mean I could get. Oh, the Royals are winning two nothing. Two nothing. Bottom two six. Nothing. All right. The under eight and a half. That was a uh, Steve Armando. So pick. we're rooting for you. Royals shout out Steve. 21. Yeah, shout out Steve. Yeah, we got up. We. Parlay Friday. Parlay Friday. My sub sack, yo. If your and no video, then you fucking suck. We got our T-shirts, so we're uh, we're Parlay Friday boys. Oh, yeah. no, I, thought his Air, I thought his Airbnb video was funny. What? <laughs> I thought the Airbnb reel he made was funny. He's like, you want to rent this out for 300 a night? Like, what's wrong with you? What is yeah. it, a tent? No, it's a tent? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I like keep thinking. I have I, Every time I come up with a uh, with a TikTok idea, I, my, my latest TikTok idea is seeing that they traded Christian Vasquez to the to the Astros. And I'm I'm like looking, and then the Yankees like got two more – we did. We needed it. Oh, don't say we. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh uh, I ne- I needed it. Um, oh, they needed oh, it. it. He needed it. <laughs> it needed it. I know. We're, we're 
we clash a lot. I'm a I'm a I'm a Giants, Nets, Yankees, all New York across the board on that end. It's it's Jets and Yankees. No, yeah. it's Jets. usually it's Jet, yeah Jets and Mets and but uh, Yankees, Giants. But I went a little different with the the Nets without the Knicks because I was trying to be different as a kid, you know. Um, I'm just thinking about my TikTok that I'm just like me sitting looking looking at my uh, my futures pick. Should I take the Astros or the Yankees to win the World mm, Damn, those that's a real rivalry. After, I can't wait to meet them. After after this trade deadline, I'm just like I, the all the idiots that say that the Red Sox were going to be good. Yo, they have no fucking pitching, man. Like, don't confuse. <laughs> no confuse. No, stars con budio. No, <laughs> this is okay. Like straight up, the Red Sox suck. All right, let's ride up the season. Uh, the Yankees are gonna go farther than you, and then just hope that they get beat by the Astros or the Dodgers <sighs> or I don't Thanks. know. Like, uh, what is, I don't Yankees know. Win. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, all right, so an A bomb. <laughs> Let's let, uh, I thought we were going to end this out on like, you know, positive and, you yeah, know, good vibes. I give her I give her the Yankees are better than the Red Sox. What could be better than your than your guest from Boston to say that? All right. Uh, all right. I, I just I worry about the Astros so much that they uh, they always have our number. This is fake humble. He don't mean this. Yeah, <laughs> he, he don't mean this. The other day I'm like, yo, wait, you want to talk about the Yankees? What's good with the Yankees? He's like, he's like, nah, we're on a bad streak right now. We're I know. This, this, I go this. through it. Like, hey, I, I'm four homers a game. Stop. I really am bipolar about my teams. Every time I'm like positive, optimistic, somebody demands a trade out of nowhere. So I don't know what to think. It's the life you live. Good juju vibes. Thank uh, you. See, there you go. Um, plug, plug whatever you got going on. Well, let's see. Um, should have now that I'm gonna message uh, my producer John. I'm giving him a bed to sleep in for the Damon. Oh, the Damon Wayans show uh, will be here. It's in Dania Beach. He's doing a bunch of shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I've, I've gone, gone to that a few times. I love it. I love. Yeah. I always have a good time at that club. Uh, um, I should be. I think we're gonna try to auction off a couple tickets, or one of the nights that I'll, I'll auction off someone to come join me. Um, nice. If you got the money for you know charity or whatever, we figure it out. I'll I'll let I'll let you know the details. You're not broke. Bat- we'll promote it. <laughs> um, uh, Bat Signal Podcast. Go check out the YouTube. Go check out. Uh, just yeah, leave us a review if you love us. Bat Signal on Apple Pods or. Spotify or wherever you listen to it. And uh, thank you for letting me enter the lab. Enter D-Lab. We'll end it on that. Courtney Fallon, we appreciate you. Hopefully you come on again. And uh, we'll be locking into your your, uh, podcast, uh, you know, the next time you drop and for the future. We appreciate you. Um, episode 34, like Paul Pierce. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. But... Uh, uh, you said like Rex Burkhead or something. I did that like, I think when I turned 33, this was during COVID, I was like, Larry Bird year. And so it was like Scotty Pippen. And I was like, 34. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't even want to mention it. Like, I don't even, I'm not trying to be Paul Pierce over here. No, nobody is trying to be. 35, Kevin Durant here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's make some money, baby. Let's make some money, baby. All right, Courtney. You're awesome. Keep the good vibes. Good vibes. Peace.